Let's try... All I've done is wash my face. I've done nothing. This is it. Um, I'm going to try calling on book and... Also just woke up. Morning. <clears throat> All right. Hello. Hello. I'm Let's trying something this. new today, whereas where I switch between myself and you when we talk, and hopefully I can do that while also talking myself. Um, so I just have to wait for you to talk, I guess. Now, and that way I can control myself from talking, because then I'll be waiting for your reply. Okay, um, I guess we can start. Alright. Why is it so dark in here? Uh... Alright, who's gonna go first? Am I gonna go first? Is that the I don't know, it's very, light. it's very light in here. I don't see myself that well. Well, good morning. Good morning. You're right there. Go ahead. Good morning. <laughs> what is the news? I guess uh, we can start out with. Well, for How's me, uh, we're still talking about the earthquake that was in Turkey and Syria and pulling people out of rescued rubble. Well, good morning for that horrible news. It's Tuesday, Thursday. What does it say? Wednesday? Yes, today is Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, February 8th. 2023. And it's before coffee. That's right. We're here with before coffee. To look at the tears and applause of people still being rescued from the rubble in Turkey and Syria. A mother and a, her three-year-old son, as well as a ten-year-old girl, were rescued. For example. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have that for a few days, and yeah, it's pretty pretty tragic. It's terrible. I mean, Earth getting Earth getting eaten with us again. Been That's how it goes. Yeah, you live on Earth and it moves all the time. Here's another example. Now, I don't make light of it, but this is the way it goes. Another. Well, we know we know it's near the uh, the uh, where Asia and Europe one begins and the other starts. Isn't that right? You mean the tectonic plate? Well, no, it's just like there's Asia and then there's Europe. One begins and the other one starts somewhere. Where? Is it on a plate? Is it on a, is it on a fault line? That's where it's happened. It's right at the border of Syria and Turkey. And it's Turkey and Europe and Syria is in Asia, right? No? Yes? Yes, that's... Probably, I, that information is not in my uh, 
in my news blurb. I didn't know we're going to be talking about geography. Um, now, mostly they're just talking about how uh, Dutch rescue teams have been working for hours, saving people from the uh, the rubble and. They work. They have to work in the right place and the right teams. Rescue Sometimes dogs. Up, you need a heavier team to re repair. Uh, to repair. To rescue a uh, more difficult situation. Um, the total amount of dead has been counted now to 9,600. Um, in difference to the 5,000 before that were being counted oh, as no. dead in the disaster. A lot of these people are already refugees in Syria. Are from Syria. I don't think I don't think you can be a refugee if you're already in your country. Or you mean Turkey? Syria. Syria is at war. Like all the yeah, but you're saying that the Syrians who are living in Syria are refugees from the Syrian conflict. I have no. <laughs> where they are from. I just read the news, okay? What I say is irrelevant. I mean, I'm just listening to you. I'm just saying, on the news, you see there's refugees. All right, I'm not gonna laugh about people dying anymore because it's bad taste. So. Uh, what's in there for your top news that isn't about uh, earthquake? I don't have anything serious like that. Definitely talking about people dying for a second morning. We're all gonna die, and me laughing about it is silly. Memphis, uh, there's nothing really new in the United States. Uh, I mean, there's new stuff. Uh, the uh, State of Union speech last night, I watched it uh, for a while. These always take way too long. Uh, way after he's made all those good points, he continues and continues and continues until Republicans get all contentious, start crying and yelling. It's turned into a kind of a all-in-response thing after a while. But yeah, politicians love this shit. Uh, people like the speeches, but they don't want to see a two-hour speech. You know, we don't want six-hour speech. They just don't. So make the speeches shorter. Uh, even when we had longer attention spans, we didn't have attention span to our speeches. Gettysburg rests like three and a half minutes. That's what we have attention span, folks. And that was in 1863. Um, I mean, the guy before Lincoln took two hours. Nobody remembers a damn thing he said. <laughs> um, well, what uh, exactly did he talk about? Did he say anything like, we're gonna maybe forgive student loans? <laughs> I can hope. I can hope. No, I mean, if you want to watch the speech, you can watch the speech. It's a good speech. Uh, but again, I am not going to watch anything longer than an hour. Period. I mean, okay, I've been here for an hour. You said everything I want to hear. Everything after this is just you telling Republicans that they're idiots. And again, they don't want to hear it. So, you know, you want to be divisive. So, that's good. I mean, he, he, he does what he does. He's doing a good job. I just don't write long-ass speeches. They don't accomplish a damn thing. It's just bore people. Sorry. 
like I said, it can be the best speech in the world. It don't matter. People turned it off. It's an hour, hour and a half, two hours. It's just like, go and say what you got to go and get on. You're not gonna you're not gonna win votes that way. By being longer. No. You just I know what it's gotta be. You gotta put a laundry list out there for everybody that you ever talked to this week about your speech. Big laundry list, but again, pause breaks. I mean this this show itself is dragging as I talk about it, so I don't really wanna talk about it. LeBron well, James. You have broke. no other news to report. Uh, there, uh, on my on my end of Europe, they're discussing about creating external borders with fences, which of course is causing division in The Hague on NOS News today at 12. Um, tonight, the House of Representatives will debate with Prime Minister Root about the commitment to the European summit that starts tomorrow, where this, sub this subject will be discussed. He has already count. He has already account. Uh, was already counted among the proponents of the use of fences in Europe, but has not been very clear about it officially. As an American, what do you think about building fences around your borders? <laughs> Here's what problem with fences is anything. Here's what we did in the United States. That's really stupid. Right? Um, we announced we're going to close the border. What does that do? It creates a rush to the border. It's like when they say, we're going to ban guns. What happens? People are owned by guns. Same thing. It creates a rush. They're going to take something away. So you're sitting in Mexico thinking about someday you're going to, hey, I can, weather gets really, you know, too hot down here in Mexico, we're going to head north. And then all of a sudden they close the border and say, hey, guess what? We're heading, we're heading north now pack your shit, we're going. That's what happens when you close the border. Fences don't stop people from coming in. As you know, most people illegally in the United States and probably illegally in any country in Europe got there legally and just stayed too long. That's it, I mean, fences are great to make you feel good. Don't really accomplish much, but they channel people in one spot and that spot and this spot, and they create more of a desperation situation. Yes, that's what it seems like seems to be what they're talking about here. They believe that uh, gates around, oh sorry, fences around Europe will probably be built, whether or not the Dutch prime minister says yes or no about it. However, they are worried about whether they should let asylum seekers enter Europe and apply, or they should be doing it outside the fence and then applying, which, like you said, causes desperation with the population. Um, yeah. It, 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 it makes politicians sign votes and votes. But in actuality, it creates, it creates a humanitarian crisis that wasn't necessary. Uh, so again, politicians are full of shit. I mean, they just gonna tell you what you want to hear to make you feel, feel good about yourself. Um, I made a list last night. You wanna hear it? It says nothing to do with the news. No, then. You can tell me later. <laughs> no! We don't have to talk about the news. We can talk about anything. This is light entertainment. Let's say we're going to solve the world. You don't problem. have to go on a rant. It was just a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. I thought you were like, okay, you're going to be the principal and strike me down. Hey, I was thinking, like, 
why do I even watch shows? And it's usually because of the characters. I was going to drink. I'll do, I'll, do the, I'll do the top women list tomorrow, but I did the top male characters in the whole time. My list. In no particular order, okay? Jim Rockford. Right? Jim Rockford. These are just characters that are worth watching this show. And what show are they in? Oh, all shows. The Jim Rock, the Rockford fight. Okay. So Jim Rock, Jim Rock, well, Archie Bunker. Archie Bunker was a character that be unforgettable. He's just characters, not not necessarily well, any any number eight. <laughs> Homer Simpson. Number seven, Colombo. Number six. Captain James T. Kirk. Number five, George Jefferson. Number four, in the same vein as George Jefferson, the angry black man, Fred Sanford. Number three, it's, well, it's the same actor, but he played the same guy twice. Bob Newhart playing Bob Hartley and Dick Loudon. The most low-key, funny guy ever. He's still alive. A lot of these guys are, actually. Uh, uh, James T. Kirk is still alive. Um, number two, Hawkeye Pierce. Hawkeye Pierce from uh, MASH. Honorable mention, probably Ralph Cramden. And last but not, and not necessarily in order, the best male character in my, well, Mike Armitrog from Breaking Bad. And I don't even say Walter White or any of these other characters that are so good in it. Mike Armitrog's a dude in that show. Anyway, that's my list. Tomorrow I'll make a woman's list. But I'll make it tonight. Great. That's an interesting that's list. Good. Yeah, I, uh, I expected some of those. Um, yeah. And I don't know half of them. But you are... Uh, <laughs> from a different uh, generation of TV. I'm at the end of TV. If I named all the people I think are great, you would not know who they are, probably. Because yeah, make, it's streaming, uh, that's YouTube, my that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. Make your own list. You make a list. Throw somebody in there you, like, remember from TV, and it's like, that dude is good. That character is unforgettable. There's, I don't even care if that guy... Like, Mike Armantrout is probably just a walking death machine. He's basically a grim reaper. But he's so conflicted, you know? He's like the only character, and it's like, yeah, that guy's, you know, you know he's going to get it. He's going to get his, but shit. He's like the grim reaper is in there holding all the glue to get, like the glue holding all these idiots together. All anyway, that was my little take on that. And that's a waste of time. February 8th, 2023. All <laughs> oh, right. Um, in more European news, um, we currently have the government being against a new European fund to help companies, the EU member states, to become more sustainable and faster. Um, the European Commission presented the so-called Green Deal Industrial Plan, GDIP, last week in response to the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA. That is an investment package from the Biden administration to curb inflation at the same time make the industry in the U.S. more sustainable. With the European alternative, 
Nas reports, Brussels wants to make it more attractive for companies to continue producing in the EU. To this end, the Commission wants to relax the rules for state aid for green projects. It is also the intention that permits are issued more quickly for the production of wind turbines, for example. What do you think about Europe well, following after the U.S.'s anti-inflation uh, government actions? Well, if you if you see what happened, remember when uh, when England ch uh, changed prime ministers, Liz Bruss or whatever her name was. Yeah. First thing they tried to do is more austerity and cut more taxes on rich people. And now everybody in England is like, "Fuck you." And they, I think Europe learned from that. Go the opposite way. Do it. Biden's doing. Because Biden, Biden passed the law and he got a lot of Republican votes to make computer chips in the United States because we couldn't finish our cars for like three years <laughs> because we're waiting for chips from China. <laughs> well, to be fair, not to give all of the credit to Biden, uh, the European well, Union usually focuses heavily on increasing the, e the economics, economics of the EU in all sectors, not just the rich sector. <laughs> so uh, usually that kind of stuff is set for personal governments of each country. They are usually the ones who are giving tax breaks to the rich. The EU is more about making the entire EU sustainable. Um, so yep, that's why, you know, not to give credit, I think the problem here is what they're talking about is how this act is in competition with the US because as we know, we're in a global market right now. So everyone trying to decrease inflation isn't exactly going to create the most um, predictable environment for the actual economy. I don't think we're in direct competition with Europe for the, for the specific reason of we're not trying to sell cars. We're not trying to sell cars in the United States that competing with Europe. Europe builds cars. Uh, Mercedes probably has 20 pack, maybe more. Just an example. So it isn't like, oh no, these are only American companies. It's European companies too. And they all, well, they all says, basically, they don't see borders. They don't see them. Anyway. It the says here people, that about half of the Inflation Reduction Act, which is a 700 billion package, is yeah. marked, earmarked for climate and environmental plans. Which is why I think they're saying it's in competition. The EU package is in competition of the IRA, which also focuses on green-based environmental industries and stuff like that. I yeah. heard there was some interesting basketball news that you've been talking about for the last two episodes. See anything yeah, I about that? It up. Yeah, it was, uh, I watched the game, but it was just, uh, just a bad, just a It would have been more interesting if you did it against Milwaukee. But uh, to me, again, it was anticlimactic. Here's why. He scores a basket in the middle of the third quarter. He has 36 points in the middle of the third quarter. 36 in the middle of the third quarter is a lot of damn points in one basketball. And the Lakers are asses kicked. They totally get their asses kicked by a bad team. They're celebrating that. That's what I got a problem with. It's like, yeah, okay, it's a nice milestone, but geez, you guys are down like 14 points. 
and Oklahoma is not good. That's all. I'm like, in the game, in the real big uh, scheme of things, the Lakers have three all-time great players in their team, and they stink. Uh, so that's my editorial reply. Great milestone. I wish you would have done it in a uh, better game against a better team. Against Kareem's old team, it would have made more sense. It would have been better TV, better drama. And I don't even know. The Lakers may have come back and won. I didn't watch it. It was like, yeah. Well, at least I saw it. It wasn't all. To me, it wasn't like bone chilling. He had a jump shot, turned around, jump shot, ran down the court, celebrated like he won something. And I'm like, it was anticlimactic, to tell you the truth, for me. But I guess if you're a LeBron fan, it was something. I don't know. Maybe I'm just one of them guys who's just getting caught up in these meaningless statistics in a game where nobody plays defense anymore. Yeah, I can't really find information about who actually won the game here. It's just talking about his history as being, you know, so great and how the previous um, scoring... Uh, the previous uh, record was made before he was even born. Uh, that's what it mostly talks about. It does not talk about who's actually won the game. Wait, here we go. During the Lakers game against Oklahoma. Okay, so it was 130-133, so I think they ended up losing. Good. Like I said, they the lost Lakers the ended game. up losing, but he still got the he still got the record for. You know, everyone is calling King James is what they're trying to call him here with his three thirty-eight thousand three hundred ninety points. Oh, King James since he was nineteen. <laughs> that is the saddest fucking thing in the world. And it is. It's like, can you earn a nickname somehow? Because you're nineteen, you haven't even played King James. That was the saddest thing ever, actually. Not, not, not. I'm exaggerating. But the Lakers did lose, and that's my point. They're in thirteenth place. There are 25 wins, 30 losses. The team they lost to isn't any good either. They're 26 and 28. And the game was, but the game was at the Lakers' home floor. And they still lost. In a, and they're not a good team. I mean, and, but they're the, they're the darlings of the NBA. You never see anybody else on sports media. You don't see good teams talked about almost all at all. It's sad. That's why the NBA doesn't get his audience. It should. It doesn't promote their real stars because they're all from Europe. In no, I... news from yesterday, where we talked about the emergency energy fund, more a lot of people are very disappointed with the application procedure, which requires people to have an email address. And for a lot of elderly people, you know, 80 plus, I think, is where they're going with here. Um, they need, they do not have access to an email in which they have to use somebody else's email, which can be unsafe and privacy sensitive. Oh, the U.S., they're making people use smartphones even, right? You're 80 years old. Oh, get a smartphone now, Grandma. Learn how to exactly. use it. Exactly. What? Jesus, the, man. This the digital skills and experience for a complicated procedure such as this goes against the whole point of having a relief fund yep if your android is too old for the app to update the app will just close and be unusable so you have to buy a new phone 
and then you update the app and then you can finally apply for this energy bill relief fund um i don't see my one person is quoted drone i don't see my 96 year old grandmother doing any of this even my parents who are a bit more modern than most their age couldn't figure it out without help <laughs> bureaucrats are idiots and they'll sit there and say, what's, well, the old people should have learned that technology. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You know that's not going to happen. You can't just throw technology at people and make them learn it. It ain't never worked that way. It didn't work that way with horses and buggies, really. It didn't work that way with almost anything. Yeah. Use your smartphone, the bureaucrats say. It's like, it's not a phone, dude. It's a fucking camera with a computer hooked to it. And, uh, multi-band radio it's not a phone why can't we just do things with paper like we used to what's so hard about that i believe paper gets lost and <laughs> oh digital i think i think that's the argument here that paper can get lost in the mail for example or you can forget to send it whereas i think for people of my generation who are more used to the digital world it is really easy just to take out my phone go on the uh, DigiD, Digi, Di, DigiID app, which is digital ID, type in my number, scan a QR code, okay, your application has been submitted. But I completely understand the perspective of people who don't have access to that. Like, if my phone was too old and I couldn't log in, I would be pretty pissed as well. Having to use somebody else's phone or not even be able to do it because I don't have a phone, right? There's right. people who have never needed a smartphone. You know, they're using those Nokias. For old people. Pardon. <laughs> I'm going to use one tomorrow. I hate smartphones. I don't know why people like them. They're useless. I got a computer. What the hell do I need a fucking smartphone for? What for? What do I need it for? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Really, not a damn thing. It doesn't do anything. I'm not sure why I need one. I got one. Anything what else for your American news? Yes. Just be an old man on technology because I just think too much and I don't need all this crap and work makes me carry one. Nope, that's all I got for February 4th. 7th. And, uh... February 4th. 4th. We're going back in time. 8th. February 8th, 2023. <laughs> it's somewhere in the mid-21st century. <laughs> all right. Well, that uh, has been Allison here with Before Coffee and... I had you here for the United States where it's cold and I want to get some coffee. All right. Well, we'll see you next time for another episode. Don't forget to subscribe for more. And of course, watch any of the past episodes if you're interested in the current uh, news that's been happening this week. All right. We'll see how this turns out, huh? Bye-bye. Bye. Be sure to hit the like, subscribe, and notify buttons. And follow our other channels. Toxic Alley, History of Gravy, and Scratchy Old Records.